Oh, bless the Lord, oh my soul, for he is worthy to be praised. I am thankful for another beautiful day. I am thankful this is the day that the Lord has made. I decided to rejoice and be glad in it. I was glad when they said unto me. I don't know about anybody else, but I was glad. I'm thankful that God continued to bless us even in the midst of what we got going on in our lives. He is good and he is awesome. He is righteous and he is magnificent. I bless his name. I bless his name. I thank you for joining in with Mental and Love Notes 101. I thank you for just allowing that opportunity to subscribe. If you haven't subscribed, please subscribe. If you don't tell or share with one person about the subscribing, please let them know to subscribe to Mental and Love Notes 101 with your coach CL Suss as the speaker. And today I want to just talk to you all and I just want to read something and we're going to elaborate on what I'm reading. I'm coming from the book of John, John chapter 11. And we know the scripture. You heard it in Bible study. You heard it in Sunday school. You heard it preached over the sacred desk. You have heard the story of Mary and Martha. And this is around the 11th chapter where his brother, where their brother would had died. I'm going to read a couple of verses. I'm not going to read all of it because it's very lengthy. But I'm going to read just where I feel the need that God needs to say what he needs to say in this time, this season. Starting at verse 17, John 11, verse 17. Then when Jesus came, he found that he had lain in the grave for four days already. Now Bethany was nigh unto Jerusalem, about 15 furlongs off. And many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary sat still in the house. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. But when I know that even now whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee. And Jesus said unto her, and Jesus said unto her, Thy brother shall rise again. Martha said unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said unto her, Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live again. And so whatsoever liveth, and believeth in me, and whosoever liveth, excuse me, and believe in me shall never die. Believest thou this? She said unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which shall come into the world. And when she said so, she went her way and called Mary, her sister, secretly saying, The Master is come, and he calleth for thee. As soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came unto him. Now Jesus was not yet come into the town, but was in that place where Martha met him. Verse 31, then Jews, the Jews then, which were with her in the house and comforted her when they saw Mary, they, that she had rose up hastily and went out, followed her, saying, she goeth unto the grave to weep there. Then when Mary was come where Jesus was and saw him and she fell down at his feet saying unto him, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. When Jesus therefore saw her weeping, he said unto her, 
When, when Jesus therefore saw her weeping and the Jews also weeping, which had came with her, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled and said, where have ye laid him? They said unto him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. Then said the Jews, behold, how he loved him. And some of them that saw said, could not this man, which opened the eyes of the blind have called this, even this man could not have died. Jesus, therefore, again, groaning in himself, come to the grave. It was a cave and a stone laid upon it. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, said unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he had been dead four days. Jesus said unto her, mm -mm -mm, Lord, help me, Jesus. Jesus said unto her, said I not unto thee that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. And I knew that thou heardest me always, but because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. And when he has said, and when he thus has spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead come forth, bound hand and foot in grave clothes, and his face was bound about with a napkin. Jesus said unto them, Loose him, and let him go. Then many of the Jews which came to Mary, and seeing the things which Jesus did, believed on him. But some of them went their ways to the Pharisees, and told them what things Jesus has done. I'm so thankful for the word of God. I'm so thankful for the word of God. I am so thankful for the word of God. In the midst of what I was looking at here and the understanding that I began to get and the Holy Spirit was leading me and showing me certain things in the very scripture. And one of the things that he would bring it to me, he said in the first time that Jesus said unto her, Jesus said unto her, which is Martha, thy brother shall rise again. He began to say it again in the 25th verse. He said, he said unto her, I am the resurrection of life. He that believe in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whatsoever liveth, believe in me, shall never die. Believest thou this? He basically telling her, do you not believe this? One of the things I love about Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ will let us know what we're doing, when we're doing it, and how we're doing it. Martha was the same one in the house that was doing all the serving. Martha was the same one in the house that was doing all the doing. She was in the house. She she knew how to do church and she knew how to serve church. She knew how to do the hospitality stuff. She knew how to do all this stuff, but yet still she was missing the main part. And even Jesus began to tell her, even when she said for a master, tell her to come help me. He said she chose to do the good part. Let me show you in this scripture right here. Martha, who was never really in the moment of communion, with God. She was never in the moment of worshiping God. She was never in that moment of the intimate place with God. And then because she wasn't in that place with Jesus Christ, he said he began to show that she really truly didn't believe me. She really truly didn't believe who I was. He had in this scripture, he had to continue to tell her who he was. He had to continue to tell her who he and what he was capable of doing. The problem with this is in the midst of who she was, she was, she was in her doing and being instead of being who God called her to be. She was just about doing, she was doing church, but didn't know how to be the church. 
He kept telling her who he was. He kept breaking it down. She understood fellowship, but she didn't understand relationship. God, that's good right there. He, he, Holy Spirit began to let me know. She understood fellowship, but she didn't understand relationship. Even after the point that she got mad, you got mad and got upset because he didn't do it your way. You got mad and upset that you went secretly and tell your sister. And in the midst of they said, and most of the theologians say she secretly went because there were some people in her house that did not like Jesus. So she secretly went and told Jesus. But the thing I think about this is that you secretly told her some of the same stuff that you was already dealing with because your sister Mary now began to say the exact same thing that you said. So we got to be careful who secretly come in our ear. We have to be careful who secretly come to tell us mess that ain't even true. We have to be careful the secretly because now it's intertwined in our heart that we will start believing what we already heard. But Jesus, the thing I love about Jesus, he didn't have to tell Mary. He saw Mary. Mm, my God, hey, come on. He didn't have to tell Mary who he was. He's when he saw the Bible said in verse 33, he said, therefore, when Jesus saw Mary weeping, Something happened. Something happened. Something happened to the one that worshipped me. Something happened because now the one that worshipped me and loved me and adored me, she, 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 she's starting to be weeping. I don't have to tell her who I am. She know who I am, but she's weeping in pain and hurt. And now I got to show her who I am. I got to show her who I, and what I can do. I got to show her because of the love and relationship and because of the faith that she know who I am. I got to show her that I am that I am. He didn't have to do her like he did Martha. He didn't have to keep telling Martha, telling Mary who he was. I am the resurrection of life. I am the one who raised the dead. He didn't have to do that because she already knew in the relationship that they already had. But the Bible said when he saw her, see something happens when Jesus began to see you. That he don't have to keep correcting you, but now you have got to a place of discernment. Now that you got a place of chastisement and you discipline and condition your heart to now see who I am. He said, now that I see her, he moved on her behalf. He moved on her behalf. And it, so much so that he asked the question, where have you laid him? He didn't have to tell her who he was. He didn't have to try to make her understand who he was. He didn't have to, because one thing I realized, Martha really didn't believe in him. Martha didn't really believe in him. You know what he was capable of doing, but you didn't believe. There was still some unbelief in her because even in 39, he began to say, when he told her, hey, I'm giving you instructions to take away the stone and you come to me and still going to try to tell me about the situation. I don't need to know about the situation. I just need for you to follow the instructions that I gave you. I told you to turn, take away the stone. And here you are telling me, oh, well, now he stink, Lord. I don't care about him stinking. I am the resurrection of the life. Do you not understand that, Martha? Even to the even to the notion of baby beginning to say that thing again. He had to tell Martha three times who he was. And Jesus said in verse 40, he said, And I said unto her, said I not unto thee that if I if you will only believe. You will see the glory of God. So that lets me know, Martha, you won't really believe him. 
You were doing a lot of stuff, but you won't believe it. You were saying a lot of stuff, but you won't believe it. You were serving, but you won't believe it. Jesus was still trying to get her to believe who he was. And then no, she did literally had to come out and say it, but everything that she did say show it was proof that she really didn't believe. She was an obstacle for Jesus because he was like, if you would believe, you would see the glory of God, girl. Don't you understand it's all in the believing process? We restrict the power of Christ. We as people of God, we as believers, we as we restrict the power of God. Limited faith is controlled by circumstance and motivated by fear of failure. Jesus, the Messiah, the resurrection of life, the great I am, the beginning and the end, was the same one that had power over life and death. Most people getting in their mind that I believe it and then I see it. Or I see it. Let me see it and then I believe. But the Bible said, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith also comes by, by faith. Faith always comes before sight. Faith always comes before sight. Jesus can do more for us in our believing than he can in our failure of dry, dead, and rehearsed faith. Faith without works is dead. And just because the pastor and just because the deacon and the mothers and other ministers may begin to get boost up your faith level in the service and you just rehearse what they're saying, that's, that's good. But aren't you tired of secondhand messages? What did he tell you? In the moment that you spent with him, in the moment that you commune with him, in your prayer time, in your devotion time, in your study time, in the time of that intimate relationship that you have with him, in the quietness, in the stillness of the day, what did he tell you? What rhema word did he give you? What did he speak to you? Because it's good to hear somebody else. But it's even better when we hear him himself. God said, I want to do more for you, but I need for you to believe me. I need for you to believe who I am. I shouldn't have to deal with half of the books of the Bible just to try to tell you who I am when you should know who I am. In that relationship, you will know who I am. Fellowship is good and we should not forsake it. But fellowship is not where it's all at. It's in no relationship moments. The moment said, God, I trust you. I don't even know how this situation is going to turn out. 
but I trust you. I don't even know what, what tomorrow may bring, but I trust you. The doctor had done gave me a bad report, but I trust you. Father, I don't even know what is going to happen with my spouse, but I trust you. God, even my kids seem like they're going wayward and everything that I have taught them, they're doing opposite, but I trust you. When you come to that place of assurance that God, I trust you no matter what. He said, I will turn around. I will turn it in your favor. What the enemy meant for your bad, I will turn it for your good. But I need for you to trust me. I need you to believe what I said I am, who I am, and I said what I can do. I need you for you to trust me. And if your faith level have not been where it needs to be, then you need to ask God to forgive you. Repent and get back to where you need to be. And the only way our faith will be strengthened, we have to continue to hear the word of the Lord. We got to continue to meditate on his word. We got to continue to apply his word. It's good that you can quote scriptures. It's good that you can read from Genesis to Revelation. But what are you applying? What was the last message that you read that you had become? It's time out for doing a lot for God. You're doing all this stuff, but you're just still not becoming and you're not being who he called you to be. It's good that you sit in church and shout. It's good that you get on the choir team and the praise team. But what word have he given you to stand on? Because when all other stuff fail and all other stuff fall, what do you have to stand on? Are you quick to blame God for because it didn't go your way? Even our attitude can cause hindrance to the move of God. Are you positioning right in your attitude towards him? Or are you coming with your commands and demands of what he needs to do? Trust God in this very hour. Trust God in this very season. Trust God in this very time that you're in. I remember sharing even on Wednesday night when I had a preach at Trinity uh, Church. And if you was able to join me, thank you. But I remember telling God that I have done wasted enough time that caused me to be behind time. And I realized that I'm on his borrowed time. And if I don't do what I'm supposed to do in this time right now, God said I can dismantle time. The same way he told the tree, same way he did the tree, the fig tree. He said I would, he came through in a season and this tree supposed to be producing fruit around this season. And because this tree was not producing fruit, he said, I'm going to uproot you that you will never produce again. It, it, do you want that? I don't want that for my life. I don't want him to come and say, let me go check and see what CL Suss is doing. If she ain't doing it, I need to uproot her. I need to go ahead and send her home because she ain't doing what she's supposed to do. We supposed to be results driven in the, in the earth realm. 
for the kingdom of God. How many people are you discipling? How many people are you witnessing to? How many people have you converted with soul winning before Christ in this season? We need to be about our father's business. In the field doing his will. That he be glorified in everything that we do and say. We don't have time to waste. Time waits for no man. Pass the mantle of responsibility and accountability to those who need to hear it. Pass the mantle. Pass the mantle to your children. Pass the mantle to your grandchildren. Pass the mantle to your family and friends. Pass the mantle. Somebody else need to know about Jesus besides you. God is counting on us to be his hands, feet, and eyes in the earth realm. What are you doing? Don't be like Martha, but worship like Mary. I wanted to share with you all that on Friday, I would be one of the co-authors on, um, Awesome radio where we would do October 29th at 7 o'clock talking about the book Real Evolution Heals. I had to become her to realize I wasn't her. You can visit or you can call in live which is 252-756-2008 252-756-2008 or you can just go on their website at www.wbisawesomeradio.org wbisawesomeradio.org if you haven't subscribed to our website at crcinternationalministries.com, I pray that you will so you can stay abreast of all the updates we'll be doing. And continue to pray ye one for another, that we all be healed. I pray that you all have a wonderful weekend. I pray that you have a wonderful day. I pray that wherever you may be, whatever time zone that you may be in, that God continue to rest, rule, and abide in your heart. That he can continue to do what he needs to do in your life. Continue to lift one another up. Continue to encourage. Go and encourage somebody. To live. To live again. Alright, this is your girl, C.L. Suggs. Much love.